The Autobiography of Madame Kion by Jean Kion, Volume 1, Chapter 27. On that happy Magdalene's day, my soul was perfectly delivered from all its pains. I had already begun since the receipt of the first letter from Father Lacombe to recover a new life. It was then only like that of a dead person raised, though not yet unbound from grave clothes. On this day I was, as it were, in perfect life and set wholly at liberty. I found myself as much raised above nature as before I had been depressed under its burden. I was inexpressibly overjoyed to find him, whom I thought I had lost forever, returned to me again with unspeakable magnificence and purity. It was then, O oh God, that I found again in Thee with new advantages, in an ineffable manner all I had been deprived of. The peace I now possessed was all holy, heavenly, and inexpressible. All I had enjoyed before was only a peace, a gift of God, but now I received and possessed the God of peace. Yet the remembrance of my past miseries still brought a fear upon me, lest nature should find means to take to itself any part therein. As soon as it wanted to see or taste anything, the spirit, ever watchful, crossed it and rebelled it. I was far from elevating myself or attributing to myself anything of this new state. My experience made me sensible of what I was. I hoped I should enjoy this happy state for some time, but little did I think my happiness so great and immutable as it was. If one may judge of a good by the trouble which precedes it, I leave mine to be judged of by the sorrows I had undergone before my attaining it. The Apostle Paul tells us that the sufferings of this life are not to be compared with the glory that is prepared for us. How true is that of this life? One day of this happiness was worth more than years of suffering. It was indeed at that time well worth all I had undergone, though it was then only dawning, and alacrity for doing good was restored to me greater than ever. It seemed to me all quite free and nature to me. At the beginning, this liberty was less extensive, but as I advanced, it grew greater. I had occasion to see Monsieur Betrot for a few moments, 
and told him i thought my state much changed he seemingly attentive to something else answered no i believed him because grace taught me to prefer the judgment of others and rather believe them than my own opinions or experience this did not give me any kind of trouble every state seemed equally indifferent if i only had the favor of god i felt a kind of beatitude every day increasing in me i did all sorts of good without selfishness of premeditation whenever a self-reflective thought was presented to my mind it was instantly rejected and as it were a curtain in the soul drawn before it my imagination was kept so fixed that i had now very little trouble on that i wondered at the clearness of my mind and the purity of my whole heart i received a letter from father lacombe wherein he wrote that god had discovered to him that he had great designs in regard to me let them be then said i to myself either of justice or mercy all is equal to me i still had geneva deeply at heart but said nothing of it to anybody waiting for god to make known to me his all-powerful will and fearing lest any stratagem of the devil should be concealed therein that might tend to draw me out of my proper place or steal me out of my condition the more i saw my own misery incapacity and nothingness the plainer it appeared that they rendered me fitter for the designs of god whatever they might be o my lord said i take the weak and the wretched to do thy works that thou mayest have all the glory and that man may attribute nothing of them to himself if thou shouldst take a person of eminence and great talents one might attribute to him something but if thou takest me it will be manifest that thou alone art the author of whatever good shall be done i continued quiet in my spirit leaving the whole affair to god being satisfied if he should require anything of me that he will furnish me with the means of performing it i held myself in readiness with a full resolution to execute his orders whenever he should make them known though it were to the laying down of my life i was released from all crosses i resumed my care of the sick and dressing of wounds and god gave me to cure the most desperate 
when surgeons could do no more, it was then that God made me cure them. Oh, the joy that accompanied me everywhere, finding still him who had united me to himself in his own immensity and boundless vastitude. Oh, how truly did I experience what he said in the gospel by the four evangelists and by one of them twice over, whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it, and whosoever will save his life shall lose it. When I had lost all created supports and even divine ones, I then found myself happily compelled to fall into the pure divine and to fall into it through all those very things which seemed to remove me further from it. In losing all the gifts with all their supports, I found the giver. In losing the sense and perception of thee in myself, I found thee, O my God, to lose thee no more in thyself, in thy own immutability. O poor creatures, who pass all your time in feeding upon the gifts of God, and think therein to be the most favored and happy. How I pity you if you stop here, short of the true rest, and cease to go forward to God himself, through the loss of those cherished gifts which you now delight in. How many pass all their lives in this way, and think highly of themselves. There are others who, being called of God to die to themselves, yet pass all their time in a dying life, in inward agonies, without ever entering into God through death and a total loss of self, because they are always willing to retain something under plausible pretexts, and so never lose themselves to the whole extent of the designs of God. They never enjoy God in all His fullness, which is a loss that cannot be perfectly known in this life. O oh, my Lord, what happiness did I not largely taste in my solitude and with my little family where nothing interrupted my tranquility. As I was in the country, the slender age of my children did not require my application too much. They being in good hands, I retired a great part of the day into a wood. I passed as many days of happiness as I had had months of sorrow. Thou, O my God, dealt by me as by thy servant Job, 
rendering me double for all thou hast taken, and delivering me from all my crosses. Thou gavest me a marvelous facility to satisfy everyone. What was surprising now was that my mother-in-law, who had ever been complaining of me, without my doing anything more than usual to please her, declared that none could be better satisfied with me than she was. Such as before she had cried me down the most, now testified their sorrow for it, and became full of my praises. My reputation was established with much more advantage in proportion as it had appeared to be lost. I remained in an entire peace, as well without as within. It seemed to me that my soul was become like New Jerusalem, spoken of in the apocalypse as a bride for her husband and where there is no more sorrow or sighing i had a perfect indifference to everything that is here a union so great with the will of god that my own will seemed entirely lost my soul could not incline itself on one side or the other since another will had taken the place of its own, but only nourished itself with the daily providences of God. It now found a will all divine, yet was so natural and easy that it found itself infinitely more free than ever it had been in its own. These dispositions have still subsisted and still grown stronger and more perfect even to this hour. I could neither desire one thing nor another, but was content with whatever fell. If any in the house asked me, will you have this or that, then I was surprised to find that there was nothing left in me which could desire or choose. I was as if everything of smaller matters quite disappeared, a higher power having taken up and filled all their place. I even perceived no more that soul which he had formerly conducted by his crook and his staff, because now he alone appeared to me, my soul having given up its place to him. It seemed to me as if it was wholly and altogether passed into its God to make but one and the same thing with him. Even as a little drop of water cast into the sea receives the qualities of the sea, O oh, union of unity, demanded of God by Jesus Christ for men, and merited by Him. How strong is this in a soul 
that is become lost in its God. After the consummation of this divine unity, the soul remains hid with Christ in God. This happy loss is not like those transient ones which ecstasy operates, which are rather an absorption than union, because the soul afterwards finds itself again with all its own dispositions. Here she feels that prayer fulfilled. John chapter 17 verse 21 That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. End of chapter 27 Recorded on the 9th of December 2008, Athens, Greece.